Welcome back to the Enjoy the Walk podcast. We have a very unfamiliar, if maybe familiar face, back on the podcast with us, the large lefty mammal. Mm. Isaiah's back with us, man. Great having you on. Where the hell you been? I've been everywhere. Everywhere except on the podcast, it seems. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. You got it. I've been everywhere. I've been in Georgia. I just recently moved to to Virginia, taking a hiatus from playing professional golf and focusing more on the teaching side. I just was hired as the assistant golf pro at Poplar Grove Golf Course in Amherst, Virginia. Uh, If you guys haven't been there or checked out the website, go ahead, check it out, poplargrovegolf.com. Um, the course is actually, it's an original facility from 1773, Sam Sneed's last design before he died. Um, the golf course has been fully renovated over $5 million dumped into it in the last couple of years. Um, 7,500 yards from the tips, all new bunkers, uh, approaches, fringes, greens have been redone. Um, the facility is just immaculate. That's oh, awesome, it is. Man. We are pumped for you. I mean, yeah, we check out pictures of this place. You've sent us Snapchats and stuff. This place is gorgeous. Mm. To say the least. It stays, say the uh, least. stays in great shape all year round. That's awesome, man. We are pumped for you that you are, uh, you know, obviously still playing some golf when you can and uh, working on the game, working on the craft, uh, but, you know, getting getting paid to do so a little more regularly. Yeah. it's uh, Playing professional golf is awesome and all, but when you don't have a steady paycheck coming in, it's just, we'll call it what it is. It's expensive. You know, and I do miss the grind. I do miss uh, putting in six, seven hours on the range and and playing regularly and, you know, traveling for tournaments. But at this time in life, I think it's it's more pertinent to earn a steady paycheck and and slow down for a minute and reevaluate where things are. And now I'm obviously not saying you're a uh, fortune teller by any means, but it might have been a good time to maybe take a seat with all of this, uh, you know, cancellations of tournaments and, and mm. what what have it uh i was reading an article yesterday that was uh saying the corn fairy tours kind of you know they are strapped with yeah. what to do you know guys are making livings going kind of you know i would say almost paycheck to paycheck on the corn yep. fairy tour of uh mm-hmm. you know they're playing for their livelihoods in the next couple of weeks and there's a lot of guys out there that, man, if these cancellations go on for too much longer, they're, they're also going to have to to give up professional golf and find something if there's any job out there open at this point. But uh, yeah. it's, it's a crazy time for anyone chasing the professional tours. You know, I even feel like a lot of the guys on the PGA tour that weren't in your top 10% that weren't mm-hmm. making those millions off the bat, you know, um, if it goes on for a while are going to have a, a tough time making, uh, making a living, you know, waiting for their next paycheck opportunity pretty much. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to look like for them. I don't know what it does for status changes or, or financially what it's going to look like for them. Uh, obviously I didn't make the position with, I, I didn't make this decision with the coronavirus in mm-hmm. mind that sort of came out of nowhere. But the one thing I do appreciate about it is it's, it's given me a minute to sort of step back and reflect on what's truly important. You know, this virus is probably not something we should, you know, take for granted, we should take it more seriously and do our due diligence with washing our hands and, you know, social distancing and the whole nine yards, uh, not spreading it to, to grandma and grandpa. And, you know, I was reflecting today and thinking, you know, if this were to get a hold of some people I care about deeply, um, this might be a, a good time to call them up and say, hey, you know, I, I truly care about you and appreciate you. And, you know, I've enjoyed this life with you. And I've enjoyed the many rounds of golf we played together. So 
for that part, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for, a, you know, a break, a, sort of a hiatus from playing professional golf. I'm excited for what the rest of the year holds. Hopefully we can all get back out on the course soon, out of quarantine and uh, out of our houses, back on the, the, the green grass with the, the sun on our faces and um, the breeze behind our backs as we're letting some bombs off the chain. Ah, we got to go back and hit bombs. I miss it. I miss the course. I miss everyone's bombs. I miss my bombs. Yeah. I miss seeing your bombs. I miss mm. Phil's bombs. I miss bombs. Yeah. Guys, bring back bombs. Make bombs great again. Yes. Yes. But yeah, man, you, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you touched on a great point before bombs. Mm. Um, you know, of just like, man, this, this stuff has, has put such a perspective on why we started, I think, enjoy the walk too. Mm. You know, we, we started this to not only, you know, be kind of a culmination every week of what's going on in the game of golf from a podcast side of things, but for there to be a bigger meaning besides carrying your clubs. And I think um, enjoying the walk, as you said, is so much bigger. It's about grandma and grandpa. It's about your parents. It's about your friends and family that you grew up with that meant so much you know, and it allowed you to joy, enjoy the walk through life and, and it allowed you to, you know, have the blessings you did, you know, for you playing professional golf, for me going to school, for Dante going to school, you know, having everyone having the blessings they do in their life. It's just it, it this virus, if there's one good thing that can come out of it, kind of has made us all realize, man, that, hey, there's a lot bigger things in this world that mean way, way more than a dollar than a golf ball than mm. the golf clubs in that golf bag you know yep. it, and it's uh it's it's something that i hope all of our listeners out there can take to heart and just you know call up that you know person you haven't talked to in a while say you appreciate them call your family members say you love them um you know it's something i we all know we can do more there's mm. you know, there's just always something that can be added into uh, a little extra love for those who mean the most to you, especially at this time. So mm. um, happy to really happy to hear that, you know, you, you found a place that uh, you can call home for the time being. Uh, we're pumped to have you back in a regular schedule to have mm. you back on here. Um, you know, I think uh, it's more fun with you. It's mm. way more fun with the big old lefty. I miss communicating with you. So yeah. glad to have you back. It's good to be sure. back. You know, we're all uh, we're all here for a good time, not necessarily a long time. So we need to enjoy it while we can. And, you know, as you've seen on some of our new merch that's come out, guys, uh, golf is the closest thing to the, you know, the uh, the walk of of life itself, the game of life. So enjoy it while we got it. You know, it's it's not here forever. So. For sure. And yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to touch on that a little bit. Uh, you know, we usually try and plug our merchandise a little later than usual uh, or a little later than, than normal just to kind of, you know, let the show take precedence. But uh, in the times that we're having and, and golf courses closing all over the country, especially near and dear to our hearts with Dante being in New Jersey on full shutdown, uh, myself, when this podcast comes out, Maryland will be on all non-essential business mm -hmm. shutdown. Um, I'm sure Isaiah, yourself in Virginia, it's coming very soon. Soon. Yeah, it's on the uh, way. Guys, we have a we have a t-shirt uh, on our website. It's the game of golf or the game of life. Uh, you guys can check it out. It kind of mimics the board game, uh, but instead of 
the life logo, it says golf. Um, and basically what we're doing with those t-shirts, uh, we've put the price down as low as they can possibly go for us to make any kind of donation or any kind of profit to give to a charitable organization down here. Um, and what we're actually thinking of doing is, you know, we make $5 off that t-shirt. We're going to give $5 from every t-shirt. So basically all the profits from all these game of life, game of golf t-shirts to our local communities in the golf industry. So we're not exactly sure how we're going to give back, but all of that money is going into a pot to give back to our local golf communities because, you know, they helped us build what we have today. They've been the backbone of why we started enjoy the walk. Um, and we want to be able to give back and say, you know, thank you to those, everyone in the golf industry. That's, that's, you know, been the, kind of the backbone of what we do you know i don't know what better way to say it but uh so go check them out guys www.enjoythewalk.store um it would just absolutely absolutely mean the world to us i know everyone's pennies are being pinched in this time of need so um that we've, we've got them down to 1995 guys it's as low as we can put them you know to make a, a slight profit to put in the in the pool for uh to give back to our golf community so um you know i i think that's it from us this week and we'll get right into our interview because uh you know, I, I don't want to take away from what's going on right now, and I don't want to take away from uh, from this interview. So, uh, without further ado, we have uh, the owner, founder, and creator of Take Pride Golf, John Cantrell. Welcome back to the Enjoy the Walk podcast, guys. I hope wherever you are, wherever you're, uh, you know, either quarantined or bunkering down throughout all of this, you're uh, having some fun in all the midst of this. You know, we got to keep a smile on our faces and. Uh, at least rely on some of the good laughter and the good times to get us through some of the, you know, predicaments that we might find ourselves in. And uh, I think uh, a no better guest to have on the show at this point in time with good vibes, good attitude uh, than the owner of Take Pride Golf. Their mentality is kind of what we're all about during these tough times. A nice, relaxed, fun, happy-go-lucky mentality, you know, about the game of golf and, uh, and what we like about the game of golf from the way it's approached to the way they have fun on and off the course. Uh, so without further ado, John Cantrell with Take Pride Golf. Uh, how are you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. So, you know, I introduced a little bit about, you know, Take Pride Golf, but, you know, tell us a little bit more just about the mentality that Take Pride Golf brings to the game. Well, I mean, first off, uh, you know, the, the, the whole Take Pride thing is just, you know, it's a, it's a motivational company, um, just kind of, like you said earlier, just good vibes and you know, just doing the best we can to kind of help grow and, and, uh, and kind of branch off a little bit from the, from the, the standard path of golf and, and have fun with it along the way, man. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of like a, a, an industry that's kind of, you know, been based on like, you know, kind of like the hoity-toity kind of, you know, kind of like, hey, I'm, you know, just kind of too good for, too cool for school. But I think that's, uh, that's transitioning and becoming a little bit more uh, lenient and laid back, you know, for at least most courses. I think before when that was happening with courses and stuff, I think like that type of, you know, persona or whatever would be like, they won't take care of the course, you know, type of thing. And I feel like everyone who plays golf now is a little bit more educated and, and uh, kind of feels that they, you know, no matter if they, you know, have a divot or not, they still have a, you know, a chance to look around the greens and kind of fix things and keep things, you know, positive and pushing. So, you know, that's what we're here to do. It's definitely the way we love to see the game going. Um, we even noticed it a little bit when we were down at the PGA show in Orlando. Um, you know, like you said, there's that hoity toitiness, you know, guys are in suits and ties and, you know, 
Dante can attest to that. But there was also that vibe of like, all right, they're, they're starting to be that kind of cool laid back mentality that's starting to infiltrate that high end show. And I think there's so much room yet to be had in that side yeah. of golf. And, and I, I think that's where you guys fit in so well. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure because like you were saying, Dalton, down at the PGA show, you, you would have those guys in the suit and tie. And it was, I played here. I know this guy played here. I'm a member here. It's like, cool, dude, you have money. That's great. But the game is like what you think is like here, but the majority is like here and we're moving it towards that. We're pushing that away. That Tony. it's becoming more of that camaraderie, more of that, that like, like fraternity esque in a way it, yep. it's that brotherhood and yep. you know, like sisterhood and all of that. So it's like, you're bringing that community together and it's just more of a, more of the camaraderie friendship. And that's, and that's what I like. And that's what we're seeing. It's, we got to push that away, push the, the hoity toity out of there. Well, we need opinion. the money. We need the money. Yeah. The money's <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, the money the, keeps the, the courses <laughs> open, you yeah, know, that, but we don't have to be dressed to the nines uh, trying to play around and, and, golf. And, and that's, and that's what you think. You know? Like when you have, when you have guys like that, you know, not the hoity-toity, you know, you guys that are more relaxed, you know, the, they're willing to, you know, learn a little bit more. Yeah. Like you said, like, oh, you know, it's, oh, it's, I'm okay to do this. Or if you right. go, these people now that go on courses and, you know, they're afraid to like touch, like take a divot out of the ground because it's so right. pure and they, they just want to make sure they're not, they're not doing <laughs> the wrong thing. But with what we're trying to do and even what we're seeing around the community is we're pushing that more you know camaraderie yes it's okay to where yeah. you're getting more comfort level out of people right absolutely people interested yeah I think and, uh, with, with golf you have to be comfortable you know i mean if you're tense and tight i mean you're gonna have a long round and you're not gonna be happy so you know you might as well just go there feeling confident and comfortable and you know let everything else just play and play its favor out you know what i mean so sure. exactly what i was gonna say you know we we've all stepped onto a golf course where we've just felt you know i don't want to say unwelcome but just at you know not at ease we've all been in that scenario where it's like man do i belong here you know it, yeah something's tense and tight about whether it's a really high-end country club or just somewhere you've never been before even at a resort course you know where you just feel like hmm, should i touch that like did, am i right. gonna get charged if i touch that <laughs> i'd rather thin it right now than hit it fat okay so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. let's hit some hosel rockets first before okay <laughs> and and, I, and that mentality and i think just from what we've seen in a lot of guys that are starting to either step into the game or even from that hoity-toity you know guys that are up at the top are starting to kind of realize that hey yeah. you know we can kind of you know breathe a little bit let down the yeah. shoulders and and just kind of accept the masses into this game because it's a lot more fun that it is definitely for sure. So, but before we get too much into what Take Pride's all about and everything, you know, I, I would love to get it more into you yourself. Um, you know, where did you grow up and when did you first come in contact with the game of golf? Um, I mean, I, I grew up in a, in a town called uh, Costa Mesa, kind of on the border of Newport Beach in, uh, in SoCal in California. And um, I grew up there like pretty much my whole life until about, say about 10 years ago. And then I moved out to the Inland Empire where I'm at now in Temecula, Marietta. And um, it's just about, about an hour or so from, from San Diego and about an hour and a half from Palm Springs. So I'm kind of like centrally located, a lot of good courses and stuff around here. And um, I didn't pick it up. I didn't pick up golf until probably about, I'd say maybe about six years ago. 
Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm still, I mean, obviously I'm still really new to it, but, um, I, I just, just gravitated towards it. I got my first chance when I got like a, a set of clubs and, you know, I mean, I had no idea what the heck I was just like, sweet. I got a cool bag and <laughs> all these fun, you know, clubs in here. And I probably had more than I needed. I probably had like maybe 16 or 17 clubs, you know, <laughs> and it was just fun. I, uh, you know, I started obviously at the range and, and, you know, kind of got the feel for that. I'm, I have a basketball background, so I'm a real, you know, feely guy, I, you know, the good, good feeling and, and, you know, kind of just that pure, those pure shots and, and those kept me, you know, obviously you hear from everyone, you know, that, that one shot will keep coming back, you know, even if you have the poorest round, you know, and uh, that's kind of how it was. It was kind of just, I didn't pick it up, you know, great right away, obviously. And after a while, uh, my friends, you know, started getting more into it and they, they were going to courses and I was like, well, I mean, if I'm ready, if I'm not ready, I might as well just go and try to be ready. So I went and I played and I mean, I definitely shot over, I think it was like a 105 or something, which, you know, still for the first time isn't that bad. Plus the course that I played was so hard and so long. It's like a link style course. Everything was running a million miles an hour. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And it was probably like one had no outside. business being on. <laughs> no. And it was like 105 outside. And I'm like the last hole, I think we finished 17 and I was like, I felt done. I was like, I'm so spent and I can't even, I can't even function or, or focus anymore. And I finally, I mean, I, I went through with 18, but I was like so much respect for these guys and I'm in a golf cart, you know, and I just realized at that point, like, dang, like, you know, I got to get into shape more and like, you know, and stuff like that, because I'm like, I'm in a golf cart and I'm like dying over here with heat exhaustion and frustrated with shots. And, you know, so it was just all over the place, but so much fun. And that, you know, a couple of those shots were really good. I think I, I think I sunk, I, I sunk my last putt uh, on 18 from like, I think it was like 13 or so feet. And that's what was like, all right, <laughs> let's go. You know? So from there it just became just an addiction. So that's awesome. Now, now, what was your big passion beforehand? You know, uh, obviously, um, I've seen you were a business owner in, in different realms before you got into the golf industry. Um, what was that big passion before you got into golf? And, and has it directly affected in any way, you know, kind of the, the mentality or the stance that you've taken with Take Pride? Yeah, so like I said earlier, um, my background and my passions were basketball growing up since I was like, you know, 10 years old, 11 years old. And, uh, you know, so from there, I did it my whole life. And I and I was so dedicated to that, that I, I didn't even want to do anything else. I mean, I missed out on so many opportunities, like family trips and, and stuff like that, just because that was my life. Um, I knew absolutely nothing else but basketball. And that's kind of been like my driving force. And like my, you know, my mentality for the whole like golf thing is, you know, like, for me, like the reason why it's take prize, you know, if you want to be successful in your passion, you got to take pride in it. And you know, I'm a firm believer of that. And, you know, you give it 110% because, you know, you, you won't know how good you can be or how good something can be unless you give it your all. So um, that's kind of where everything kind of came into the golf thing and kind of transitioned over from, I'm still doing basketball stuff. I'm still, I run like the largest men's basketball league in the area, which is great. Um, so that keeps me still going with the basketball side of things, but then focus 100% on the basketball side of things just because, or the golf side of things my basketball league has been going on for about, about five years now. And, um, that kind of is out of place now where it kind of runs itself. 
so I can focus a lot more on the basketball or on the golf side of things and, and less on the basketball. So, but yeah, man, it's been, uh, it's been fun. It's been a really cool transition and still being able to get out there and play basketball too. Cause I play in my own league. So I can still have these separations because, you know, I mean, I would say like my main focus and my passion right now is the golf side of things for sure. So that's cool. And I think, you know, whether it's a professional athlete, you know, striving to be their best at the, their own sport or a business owner trying to dive in and, and do a hundred percent of their business. I think every, you know, professional athlete or business owner would agree. You almost need that one thing that lets you just step aside and breathe every now and then. Um, and, yeah. and that's cool to see that, you know, you're able to transition that one thing as a passion of yours and, and keep Absolutely. Side. definitely. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Yeah, that's cool. So, so did you guys just start take pride with the golf gloves or what was the first kind of staple of take pride that kind of launched you guys into wanting to market that brand? Yeah, well, first off was the polos. Um, and I'll go back to the basketball side of things is when I was coaching and I had teams, you know, underneath my travel program, um, which was, you know, take pride basketball. Um, I, I had the same group of kids from fourth grade all the way till they were freshmen two years ago. And um, they were a good group of kids. But and, I, and as they got into high school, I wanted to take them to more and more of the bigger events, get seen in front of college coaches, kind of get the environment of having tons of fans like, you know, around you so you can play under pressure and stuff. And uh, so I had to make like polos and stuff for like my coaches. You know, we got to look presentable and, you know, serious to get taken serious and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And uh, you know, I always like brought the whole thing like on the kids was like, you know, like you walk into the gym looking like, you know, dressed to the nines and super good. Like you're, you're intimidating to other teams that way. So like you're ahead of the game first and foremost, when you walk into that gym, no matter how you play. And so, um, that was kind of like the mindset. And when I started like the whole like golf thing, it was like, okay, well, you know, what am I going to do from when the kids are done with me in August to February, you know, because, you know, legally they can't be with like their travel coaches until those months. So from February to July when they're, or March to when they're done with uh, high school basketball. So I was like looking and I loved my polos and I was super stoked on them and I'm looking in the closet and I grab one and I'm just like, man, I'm so tired of this thing saying basketball, you know, like I'm not, I'm weird about that kind of stuff. Like I, I'm a Nike guy, you know, through and through and there's no way in hell that I'm wearing any other brand of like a competing than, you know, than myself with Nike. You know what I mean? I can't wear like Adidas socks with Nike shoes. It's not going to work. You know, like that throws my game off. <laughs> I got to have the top to bottom. All it, of it does. So like with it, saying, with it saying basketball, I'm like, dude, this sucks. Like I'm not playing basketball, you know, like I need, I need something that says golf. So I started making like ones that said golf and I, I came up with like the whole take pride golf and, it was a, you know, it was a trickle effect and, and, you know, but in the same, in the same sense, I wasn't focused on that though. Like I, I knew I couldn't make like a business with polos only. So I needed to come out with something that was, you know, attainable for, for people that was like a repeat customer. Cause again, like I've had polos in my, I don't know about you guys, but polos last for so long, you know, as long as you're not gaining weight and stuff, you know, your polos will last you you know, so, or losing weight and, uh, which isn't a bad thing, obviously, but, um, you'll see those in your closet for multiple years. You know, they last is what I should say. You know, it's not like, you know, you're jumping in the bushes and you're getting like holes in them or something, you know? So 
I was like, well, what? And I had some made at the time, some gloves, and they came out so poorly. But I was like, I'm rocking them still. It says me on there. Like, it's mine, you know? Like, I don't want to represent anyone else. <laughs> and uh, they were it – was, it was a process. But, you know, that was kind of like the mindset of, of that was the polos to gloves to something that was going to be up for, like, a more of a repeat customer that, you know, is a necessity you know, and, and for most, you know, I mean, obviously there's, there's that small fraction of people that don't wear gloves when they're golfing, but you know, um, more power to you, you know, but, uh, I know I can't, (laughs) you know, uh, it just feels so weird. It's like, you know, riding like a motorcycle with no helmet or something. Isaiah can talk to, uh, to my necessity for a need of gloves. Uh, I was caddying for him in the Pennsylvania open somewhere in Pittsburgh. I don't believe I remember the course. Isaiah, you remember? Uh, it was Neville Wood, I think. I believe it was Neville Wood. Um, we were cat- I was catting for him in a practice round. Uh, we get up to the 18th green. Beautiful scene, you know, uh, waterfall in front of the, the, the green, nice clubhouse, everyone watching above because all these guys at the PA Open and were, you know, playing their golf course. And um, we get up to about 80 yards, and they're like, oh, well, what if the caddies hit a couple quick shots? And Isaiah, being a lefty, I had to grab the other guy that we were playing with, his club, he couldn't have had greasier hands to save his life. Mm. And I go to swing this club and almost lose it in the pond in front of me. Mind you, he's got a tournament tomorrow. So I'm like, okay, that's the last time I ever touch a club. A, without a glove. B, in a tournament round before the tournament started for some other player. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, Can it you was, you would have lost it? I, I would have went swimming. That's exactly what would have happened. I would have went swimming. You would have had to. You would have had to. Let the dust settle. Let everyone clear out. And then get your snorkel and let's jump in there. And yeah, Isaiah would have had a mandatory late-night rain session so I could sneak back out and get that club. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to sneak over here while you're uh, practicing, yeah. But, yeah, it, from that day and even before then, uh, I, I've always needed a glove. I don't see how people do it, especially when they're practicing indoors. My hands sweat. They're clams. They're just yeah. – <laughs> yeah, I, I get that for sure that's a cool story though that would have been kind of funny oh it was borderline <laughs> that oh man so uh john what uh what material do you choose to make your gloves out of and why i know a lot of manufacturers you know have a a, a material of their preference or choice um but why do you choose the material that you choose and what makes it so great well uh, so i have i have two gloves i have one in the making right now which is going to be my tour glove um, I was, you know, short story, I was going to release two at the same time. And I felt like it wasn't really needed at that time. I wanted to get it done. Um, and you know, the one that I released, uh, you know, that I have currently is kind of like, it, it's, it's such a, it's, it's really, really good quality. So I shouldn't say it's a lower end glove by any means, but, um, I will have more of like a lighter, uh, thinner, more kind of flexible, uh, feeling glove, like a, like a tour style. Um, and then I'll have this one. So, um, the 2.0, the, the, the tour won't be a different style looking. Um, but both of them are all, uh, will be triple uh, a, uh, premium Coretta leather. So, um, and I have all my stuff done at the same factory, same manufacturer as all the big, big name brands in Indonesia. Um, you know, Titleist, Footjoy, Wilson, you know, so, and I have two, I have two manufacturers that I deal with. So if I can't get something from someone, I can get it from the other or, just have one company do one glove and the other do the other style. So I still go back and forth with different samples and, and how I want to do things. I'm really happy and, and, and comfortable with the one that's out now. Um, now it's, now it's time to kind of 
you know, reinvent a little bit because I feel like my glove, even though it's got the change on it, um, which we could talk about that later, but for those that don't know, but just the aesthetics of the glove, the overall impression looks like everyone else's, you know, so it's got the same stitching and stuff like that. I added a, like a terry cloth, um, inside like a band for, you know, sweat and stuff like that. And it keeps the, the cuff of your glove where your wrist is from like kind of flowering out as you're pulling it up and kind of fitting it on. It keeps it, it keeps it, uh, form fitting. So, which is nice. Um, that kind of took a little bit of, of time going back and forth trying to do that. But for the most part, yeah, it's all, you know, there, there's, there's regular Cabretta, there's double, there's triple, you know, premium. It kind of just depends on, you know, what you really want, what you're looking for. Um, and I, I went with what I went with because I wanted something a little bit more durable. So that was going to last. I didn't want to deal with people, you know, um, right off the bat, you know, saying that theirs fell apart or, you know, whatever I wanted it to be more of, you know, um, you know, I want I want a good, I want a good feedback, you know, not just, you know, all the negative and stuff like that, you know? So, you know, I have heard like, Oh, it's a little thick, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you got to take a little bit to give a little, you know, and it's kind of one of those things that, yeah, like a little bit, and it's not even that, that thick at all by any means. Um, but it, it is a little bit thicker than like what I would do for my tour one, um, which you could definitely tell the differences of the leather for sure. So. For sure. But, now, I'm always curious because like, you kind of alluded to it a little bit there, but I'd love to dive into it a little more. Like the stitch patterns that are on these gloves, you talked like it's pretty typical. Um, when yeah. you go through a design process in a glove like that, what are your options as far as like kind of going back and forth with the manufacturer? Like, do they have like, you know, an A, B or C to pick from, or is it pretty much like, all right, how custom do you want to go with this? And they can pretty much do anything at your will. Like how much room is there to really work with these stitch patterns in these gloves? Um, so I chose a couple of different ones just because of, I had a couple of samples that came in of different ones. You know, I'd say like three or four different ones that had different stitching on them. And I kind of just had those a couple each, um, a couple of each sizes. And I kind of just disperse them out to some of the homies and let them kind of feel like what kind of worked for them, what they felt about it. And I really had them like dissect it and you know, kind of go through on what feels good, you know, okay, I have an XL in this one also, or a large in this one also, try this one on, compare the two, what do you like about that, you know, and we kind of, like I said, we dissected them to where what we have now was a good, a good fit, a comfortable fit for like the broad range of sizes for everyone's hands, you know, I don't do a medium large right now, or like a cadet, so that's kind of, I wanted something that was going to break in really nicely, not be too loose on those that might need a cadet or something, um, or an ML. Um, and you kind of just have to go from there. I mean, th but the stitching process, like you could probably come up with some design, but you just don't know if it's going to work. And I don't, I'm not really to that point to where like, I'm, I'm not R and Ding like that. Um, and I don't, that it just takes too much time. Like it takes too long. And I do like, so my 2.0, my generation two, my G2 is definitely different from other people's. Um, it's not the standard, you know, looking glove by any means with the stitching and, and the perforation stuff like that. So, um, but that was something that like I came up with um, was that was this design for sure. But it's not, it's not out of the ordinary 
of the glove at all. So, but. Now, something that is out of the ordinary, and I think, you know, you'd love to touch on it as well, is the uh, kind of patch, the interchangeable patch that's on the, uh, the Velcro uh, yeah. clasp of the, of the glove. Um, what made you guys say, you know what, that's where we're going to be different? Like, how did that kind of come about, and, and what really made that design come to life? Yeah, um, it, it was it was a <laughs> a fun time going through it. I, it was actually like my aha moment in the shower, to be honest. You know, I mean, my we all have them. <laughs> I'm like, in the morning, noon, and night, like my mind is turning, and uh, it, I think that day I was so focused on what could be different with the glove. I knew I wanted to do the glove. I wanted to. I wanted to be different, but how? And I see like all these people having like, and I work with a lot of companies and I, it's like one of my passions is working with brands, collaborating, bridging the gaps, um, you know, and trying to, trying to just work hand in hand with, with brands to help each other out. And, uh, I wanted to do something along those lines and I've, I've seen, you know, companies do, you know, gloves for, you know, golf tournaments and charity events and, you know, all these things, but the logo was always stitched on and the MOQs and everything were so high because, you know, you have to make these, patches and sew them on and and this and that so um that was kind of where it came from was like okay what how can i do this and obviously i first started with like a, a magnet you know but that's already been done um and the magnet is definitely a you know it's it's, it's costly you know and you gotta like you know outsource and import those if you want the cost to be down and just glove companies don't do that so instead of going from two different companies i wanted everything to be in-house with one and, um, so that was like, okay, well, what else? And as I'm like, you know, thinking about, okay, the glove, like how, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, you're strapping it, it's Velcro, this and that. And I'm all, why not do a, you know, Velcro patch that's interchangeable. So you can wear your favorite, you know, brands or color or sports team. And that's kind of where it all evolved from was I, I, and it's already in the works, but I've wanted to do partnerships with like, you know, the big sports brands and stuff, you know, with NBA, yeah. NFL, baseball, you know, NHL, all those, you know, and I, I was figuring this could be my way to do that. You know, you can wear, you know, a Lakers patch on a, on a Friday and a Chargers patch or whatever on a, on a Sunday, you know, so uh, without changing their glove. And that was the biggest thing was making sure that you don't make it gimmicky and too like, you know, as seen on TV type of thing. And, um, you know, and, and without changing like the aesthetics of, of the glove, you know, I think the, the traditional glove doesn't need to be uh, worked on or steered off on the beaten path or whatever. It works. Um, there's maybe a couple of things that you can maybe change, but for the most part, a glove is a glove. And uh, that was kind of the emphasis was, was, do everything with a patch and see where that goes. So that was how we can make things different and make things kind of like cost effective for the brands that want to bridge the gap. Um, and then obviously have some fun with it. I mean, that's what we're all about. And I've had so much fun so far with just getting the word out there with like the brands and, and they're like, what, like you have what, like we can do that. Like it's cool to kind of see that. And the bigger brands too are now like catching on and, and kind of you know dabbling with uh some collaborations that aren't even golf related so it's it's really cool 
That's pretty sweet. When you see yourself kind of outreaching beyond the game itself and like the brands that are intertwined already with the golf game, um, that's when you, you know, you're, you're kind of maybe onto something yeah. that, that's, uh, that's pretty fun and, and can take you, you know, on some pretty neat rides. But I yeah. think the one thing you hit right on the head is like the, you see so many companies trying to like reinvent the wheel out yeah. there a lot of times. And it's just, it ends up being, I mean, I'm enhancing the wheel. <laughs> yeah, you are. Though. You are. Because <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. There's so many like classic glove brands that like, I'm just going to go to because yeah. I know they work. The performance is amazing. Um, and it's tough to enter that market at a, you know, at a first level, I can only imagine how tough it is to say, all right, well, we're the, we're the new glove in town, yeah. you know? Um, but it's, it's pretty neat to, you know, I've, we, I have one sitting here and just to put the different colors on and, and rip them on and rip them off. They're easy. They stay on. It's not like they're going to fall off. And the thing I love about it is once you put it on, you forget it's there. It's yeah. not like it's this super cumbersome kind of Velcro that once you put it on, it's like, wow, I can really feel that whipping around or, you know, turning right. in my hand. Um, right. So it's a pretty neat idea. And, and I think, you know, as you look to build with other brands and to put other people's logos on is, is an awesome opportunity. Um, and the one thing kind of how we cross paths, which um, I'd love to see how maybe you got intertwined with them as well, but the below average <laughs> golf tour and, uh, and those guys over there, you know, um, w was that kind of very early on that you got, you know, hooked up with those guys on the bag tour or um, how did you guys get in contact and, and how many athletes do you guys have on the bag tour right now? Um, yeah, it's funny, right before I got on the podcast with you guys, I, I was talking to them on the phone. So about some of the athletes that were, uh, that I'm going to be helping out. But, uh, anyways, um, that all came about with the, you know, with the amazing, uh, you know, social media, you know, um, I mean, I think with everyone, you know, you, you, you cross paths at some point, you know, if you are, you know, in, intertwined with someone or liking something or, you know, it just comes up in your search or whatever. And I, and I feel that's kind of like where we cross paths. I don't know if it was right. you that started following me or me following you guys or something. I'm not too sure or how, or in, I, I'm not too sure, but, um, it, it might've been me just trolling. Cause I, I wanted podcasts. I wanted to get the word out. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> love it. Um, uh, you guys are awesome though. Well, I, hey, I love you've, uh, you've trolled yourself here. So okay, you know, <laughs> kudos. I made it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but you guys do great, great content. And, uh, you know, um, they spoke really highly of you guys. And I see that you guys helped them out too as well. And and uh, so with me and them, it is just just pretty recent. Um, like I said, we crossed paths. I don't know. Again, I don't, I don't remember the whole detail with that. But uh, I have been seeing some of their stuff. And I was a little, like, hesitant on how things worked and stuff like that. But they actually signed a guy up that lives in my area. So that kind of drew me with some interest, you know, because they wanted some stuff. They wanted me to kind of help out and, and send some stuff to some guys. And I just was like, I'm unsure still, you know, I just don't really, I don't really understand it. You know, I don't really get it. Is it something just for you guys, you know, for your area or what? I just wasn't sure. So as I started doing a little bit more of my homework and stuff, um, it kind of made a little bit more sense and more clear. Um, especially with that guy, uh, is Ryan, Ryan Andrews. Um, he actually, he just signed up with them. Um, hasn't played a, an event yet, but he lives here. So I figured that could be something where we can cross paths to him and I go to a course, get some content, him, you know, this and that. Cause I'm, I'm very community driven. So, um, 
first and foremost, I want to concentrate on everything here with, you know, almost 400 people like men in my, in my basketball league. It's like a lot of those guys play golf and, and I want to hit those guys and then hit local courses and, and, you know, shops and stuff and get the word out there with like the community and stuff. So having him, I think will bridge that gap a little bit and help out. So, um, but yeah, we're just starting out with them, picked up another guy, um, Sean, and then uh, we're actually working on another two guys. So I'm going to be helping out four guys um, right now and kind of just see how that goes um, and try to pick a couple of guys from like different areas, you know, not just the same one, but I do want one that plays with those guys, you know, all the time. So I know that those guys will get, you know, the content and stuff like that rather sure. than relying on the guys who are actually golfing, you know, so yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a cool thing to see, you know, outside of, you know, their home base, it's starting to grow. And, and we've kind of seen, yeah. it, um, you know, like you said, out on the West Coast, guys are starting to hop in. Um, I've even seen some in kind of the Midwest regions that are starting to pick up on the bag tour. So it's something that's definitely, I think, you know, with the proper uh, social media awareness and the proper getting the word out there just to, you know, yeah, like your local community and our local community and their local community to kind of, kind of build it in these nucleuses. It, it can become a fun uh, kind of, you know, different spin on, I think what needs to be out there in a game of golf and what the, yeah. you know, <laughs> I hate to drop this term on it, but like the silent majority, it's the silent yeah. majority of golf basically oh. that you, yeah. it's not getting covered. It's not getting the media time, but it's the 90 percenters out there that are just, having fun drinking beers playing golf that's it that's it and competitive you know i mean you yeah getting a good match in. And, you know you're you're getting you're getting products you're getting you're feeling like you are kind of like a like a tour you know player of some sort you know you're playing for something you're you know you're, you're getting hooked up with some you know products and stuff so you feel special and you're not just going out there you know getting away from the family and and breaking away for five hours and, and playing around a golf you know like you're actually kind of taking it serious. So it's cool. Yeah. And I, I've said this before because I'm in that, I'm in that realm where, you know, I'm a, I'm a decent handicap. I, I can throw up some good scores, but not good enough to be playing in the, in kind of your local amateur stuff to really kind of make a name for myself. Your handicap, dude? Sitting at a five right what? now. Dang, yeah. That's impressive. Good job, so, dude. Yeah, thanks. Thank He's you. He's good enough That's to a, play in those amateur events. Listen, listen. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to. Yeah, yeah. You're but too humble. Let me, let me get to <laughs> my point. Your angle will be a little in golf, dude. Come on. Please. But it allows this guys. Sport. Talk about yourself. Come on now. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's the goal is to get down there. But as You're of like, now, come on, I average about thirteen birdies around. What can I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah on online. Oh, did I say five? <laughs> I'm at plus five. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it allows for that 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 weekend warrior to to have more of a competition because you yeah. can play in your your muni games, you can play in your member you know your member weekend gambling games, but the, to me that's just like a gambling game. It's really yeah. there's still like not that full focus, but having the opportunity to possibly win something and put your put your name on a leaderboard, right? That, that gives so that gives it a lot of meaning. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you on that definitely, and it is like. It, it does go to say, like, if you were, you know, constantly playing, like, with your buddies and, and doing this, like, I feel like you, it, that just, you, you plateau, like, you just, you get stagnant. With playing in tournaments and stuff, it makes you think a lot differently. I mean, yeah, I know, like, if you're playing skins games and money games with your buddies and stuff, but I still feel like you, you are kind of, like, at your limit if you keep playing with the same people. 
You know what I mean? So if you play with like better people and in a tournament environment, that just makes you step your game up even more. And it kind of pushes you through, you know, different, you know, scenarios and stuff too on, you know, kind of just how you're playing and, you know, especially playing with like, yeah. especially playing with people you don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. That's I mean, huge because that's and, just, and, a, and they're good and you don't know uh, them. That's a big, that's a big imitation yeah. factor right there. That's like, that's all a, right. you get up there. You're like, I'm gonna it's not even a, right now. Here we yeah. go. It's like, what's this guy going to think of me? Do I get a breakfast ball? Come on now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tops one off the first tee. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hooks <laughs> one straight into the water. Uh, nightmares are made of, man. Right? Ooh. Damn golf, man. Jeez. Why do we play? Uh, for that one shot. That one shot. <laughs> oh, I was actually – I had – That one shot or that one putt. That's just that, – That was – that was me last that was me last Saturday. Basically I had that one last round before they shut down New Jersey and I was out there and it was fifty degrees with maybe twenty mile hour winds up to like thirty mile hour ghost uh, gusts. It was it was rough and I was playing right on the river and I just couldn't get anything to the green. It was just a giant struggle until I just had this like one great bunker shot out out of this out of this bunker on a par three and almost hold it. And basically, well, I love golf again. The entire <laughs> round, I was saying, this game sucks. You I go can't. back to that pond and grab your clubs back or what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was, dude, they were about to be snapped in half. But, yeah, golf's just it. that one shot that just continues to bring you back. It's of, so crazy how that's so true. Yeah, I mean, out, like, out of what? Maybe if you're having a really, really bad day, like over 100. But it's yeah. like you get home, sit on the couch, crack a beer. Man, you know that one drive I hit really well? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go play tomorrow. Right, yeah. <laughs> so we're getting our tea time tomorrow, right? <laughs> I'm Bad. never playing golf again. Hey, that's so we're my, cleaning up tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, that's my cousin, man. He's a baseball player and plays maybe, I don't know, once or twice every couple of years. He's, dude, when we golf, and I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. And, you know, he just takes that baseball swing and slices it all over the place. Is just screaming, cursing all over the place, and then just hits that one. <laughs> he's like, I hate golf, man. And then he peers, he goes, I love golf. When we yeah. play it again. <laughs> yeah. I have a buddy like that, man. Just had this throws temper tantrums all the time. You oh, know? that's 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 just, me. Just breaks clubs religiously, bends shafts, throws them and everything. <sighs> well, you know, I guess you got a lot of money. Those the first those are like the first guys to ask you to go play though. Absolutely not cases. They're the first guys to ask you to go play. They them. are. I'm like, dude, you just wasted three of your clubs yesterday. Why are you wanting to play today? You know, like what in the, I thought you were done, but you know, I got new clubs today. <laughs> I go, okay, great. I got new clubs can, and a take pride golf glove. I'm ready to yeah, roll. I got to put it to use. Yep. <laughs> so you guys, uh, obviously you said you're looking into that, uh, that tour style glove coming out in the future yep. but uh you know what what else is next for take pride what is the you know the big kind of next steps that you have envisioned for 2020 and you know maybe 2021 with with all the craziness going on in the world right now yeah um i think just continue on with the brand awareness is like the super huge thing um i think first and foremost is obviously like i said earlier the community um if i can you know reach out and and you know get it on you know, as many people as I can in the community that I already know and that, you know, I've already built, um, from my basketball side of things. Um, then that's, that's, that's huge for me. Um, 
you know, and I think just like having like these other like communities here, like San Diego, like, you know, like other golf communities and stuff, Palm Springs, San Diego, Orange County and stuff, like just literally at like the palm of my hands, like with people that I know and stuff, th there's no reason why, you know, this, this shouldn't work or get with, you know, as many people as possible. So that's like my main focus for sure for, you know, for the whole time, you know, for, from here on out. Um, and then just, you know, try to, try to promote and, and support as many events as possible. Um, if I can, um, you know, when all this kind of, you know, settles all the dust settles and stuff. And, uh, obviously 2021 PGA show, definitely. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's all, you know, every January that's going to be on a calendar. So, um, you know, maybe we can meet up this time. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I know. You know I know we, I know we didn't cross paths last this, this past year, but you know, um, a we lot got in over on. our heads quick on that one. <laughs> like I said, yeah, like I told you, man, it's overwhelming for sure, but it's so fun and it's so beneficial that, you know, especially for new brands, you know, um, you know, whether you've been in it for three months or, or five years, I feel, you know, it's very beneficial for, for everyone, you know, um, it's, it's basically golf's alumni reunion. Yes. It it's that it one is. weekend you know, where everybody so many just opportunities. Leaves. Yeah. There's so many opportunities that happen there. I mean, you can meet, you know, you guys or whatever that I've never seen a face with or whatever, putting a name with a face. And then, you know, people that you like last year, like I stayed in the house with the birdie bundle guys and, um, you know, I, I came to like, just really, really get to know and become really good friends with some of the people that stayed in there. And it's like, now that's like, kind of like our meeting ground. It's like, okay, if we're not going to see each other at any events the rest of the year, at least we can make sure that we talk on the phone or through Instagram and then see each other at the PGA show. So that was kind of uh you know, a, a cool experience was last year and then bringing it to this year was, was even better. This year I stayed just by myself, like in a hotel. And I was just on my own program, kind of just making sure that I, I reached as, you know, as many people that I needed to that, you know, that's what we were there to do. And then um, I had a couple of obligations to, to fulfill with like KBS and UST and stuff like with some, you know, golf outings and stuff. So that was kind of cool to kind of meet some of those people that are affiliated with those brands, you know, that are, you know, you know, athletes and social media guys and stuff like that, influencers. So um, it was kind of cool to be involved in that kind of stuff and, and seen as, you know, kind of like a, of an importance as well. Um, which I feel that was pretty huge for, for myself and for the brand. So that was cool. Yeah. It was, it was funny to see, like we stepped in the door maybe five seconds and I'm like, Oh my God, there's Bradley from Bradley putters. And then I'm like, Oh my God, you turned a quarter. Right. And Bradley's always walking around. He's got He's the heaviest bag. Yeah. <laughs> backpack full of putters. He's holding one. So he can show how he's freaking dope they are. He's such a gem. He's such a gem. He is a gem. <laughs> so hard, and and never has a plan. Ever. Never has a plan. Like nope. I'm just like you don't have a hotel tonight. Like what? But yeah. Hey, so that, that was I have to. Thing, that was I met him last year and we hung out a lot. And then this year we you know we saw each other and we hung out a lot again. So it's kind of just that that cool, that meeting factor of, of some really cool people. You know? I have to completely credit his lack of planning for our free parking. Um, shout out to him. His, his lack of planning led us to park wherever we needed to all weekend long for free. Wow. So, I mean, he, always kinda, he knows those little like knit, those little like, you know, like hookups, you know, like he just, he just makes stuff happen. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 
I love it. And you got to do it. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to run it like it's your own, you know, like if you just are like kind of skeptical and like, I don't know where to go. You're never going to, you're never no. going to get anywhere. That's you know? it. You got to, you got to act, you got to act like you own the place. Yeah. You got to own it. Yeah. My, you know, one of like my, you, what, it's funny. One of my uncles, it, bro. One of my uncles says that all the time and uh, I won't rat him out, but he goes to a certain, uh, he goes to a certain university for all their basketball games and makes it into their sweet level barbecue every year. So I don't know how he does it, but he acts like he owns a place, gets in and there's something to be said about it. That's <laughs> the way you got to do it, man. For so sure. We gotta do it for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. Just touch like just touching back. I mean, we just saw like so many influencers and like you said, just like people that like represent brand like big brands just walking around willing to talk with you at, at the yeah. PGA show. And it was so cool. And I think what's so awesome about it is like just the willingness to have that conversation. Cause I feel like a lot of other, whether it's, you know, networks or just other, you know, businesses or, you know, levels of business they just don't do that but some for some reason the golf industry is so open to that i don't know the mentality we have around the sport that you know oh hey you're playing golf i'm playing golf let's talk and maybe that's it i don't know what it is like pinpoint it but it just seems like golf the industry itself is so open to just having those conversations and willing to meet new people with new brands new products whatever it is i agree yeah definitely i mean it's easy to talk to and there's so much, there's so much to learn about the sport, you know, I mean, just the history behind it and stuff. I mean, it's just, you know, and, and so much like, you know, science and, you know, so we can go off on so many different directions on the game of golf and clubs and courses and, you know, uh, equipment and stuff, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's endless. And you can talk to each of these guys about one one different thing and it can be like an hour hour and a half two hour conversation you know so it's really cool and they're like willing to do that you know which is really cool well i think it's funny you just touched on that i think what it boils down to is just like everyone who's in the game of golf at the business level is a golf nerd they love it so much that they just can never get enough of it. And it just bulls under your point of like, there's so much history in the game and in today's day and age, so much tech, never endless conversation. It is for sure. I totally agree with that. So you guys think it was pretty beneficial for you guys? Oh, for sure. I I would say, hell yeah. um, yeah. We barely touched the tip of the iceberg. Um, We went in with a slight plan, had a couple interviews, you know, lined up. Did all three of you guys go? Uh, no, just Dante okay. and I. Isaiah okay. couldn't make the trip down, unfortunately. But we we tried to keep him in with pictures and stuff. But we'll have him down. Yeah, there you got, Zay, make sure you go this year, all right, or this next year. I'm gonna try to. If I'm not yeah, working, you, of course. I know, man. I know, and it's during the work the week, so it's like yeah. it's hard. I get it. Well, that's that's sure. the thing. We we were there Thursday, Friday. Yeah, we, we missed. Yeah. We missed. Uh, tuesday's demo day we missed yeah. wednesday didn't miss anything. i was just say i heard hey, it was i heard ballsy cold and just not fun yeah I, I mean, i've I, been I, following we definitely we me and uh colin you guys know colin mccarthy yeah yes yeah, yeah. so me and me and him we both had our kites flying that day we were we were walking around with our kites and stuff. nice yeah <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, i'm pretty windy for sure yeah. yeah i saw i saw the videos because uh my course that i belong to um they were down there and all all like the the GM and they whole the whole crew was down there nice. and they were like just looking at it and I like messaged them I was like uh I thought this is Florida he goes dude so did I this yeah. sucks yeah. <laughs> it, it did. I missed I missed a uh, demo day last year because I came in that night mm-hmm. and then um 
And then so this year, this year I came in on Sunday, actually, and I, I had to golf Monday, had to. Um, oh, and then Monday, oh, sure. Tuesday, obviously, darn it. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, a rough life. And then, and then golf uh, Tuesday also. So we went to demo day for like a little bit. Thankfully, it was windy and cold because then I was like, well, the quicker we get out of here, the quicker we can go play. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a cool experience seeing all that and seeing how things go and I don't really feel it's a necessity, but you know, it's, it's cool to experience it once or twice. And then, you know, the big thing is the show, you know, so you know, make sure you, uh, you know, you save up your energy for that for sure. Cause you're going to be walking a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we hit the floor running around like 10 o'clock and didn't we had, about six thirty. Yeah. We uh, were what? Day one. It was um. It was day one. It was basically a 24 hour day, which and that's we, the biggest day. I mean, we didn't, we didn't pl- we had a plan because we were up super early Thursday morning anyway to get on a flight and then fly down there. So uh-huh. we had this plan because we were playing um, Janela's skins game at Winter Park the, that Friday. Cool. Nice. So we're like, all right, dude, we're going to go to the show. We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to go find a range, swing, swing some, swing our sticks, get loosened up, get ready for tomorrow, grab a bite to eat, maybe at some just like pub real quick and crash at like, eight nine o'clock at night yeah yeah that didn't happen nope there's too much going on man you don't want to miss out you got like serious fomo you're like i gotta be there one person says oh hey if you want to come out later me 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 and me are coming i'm like yeah yeah sure Mm -hmm. like you can't like you said it's total fomo you're down there with the entire industry for three days well for us it was two we were there thursday and friday so it almost to me the the I mean fifteen we were what fifteen hours of sleep if I guess that right it almost the whole, the whole week felt yeah. like a, whole, three days oh yeah three days felt like seven and I'm gonna yeah. tell you right now the best three days of that entire year like yeah. hands down I mean yeah. just it's it's a golf nerd's paradise and it, it is just uh, it was something to be seen for anyone who has an opportunity to get down however you can get in you know go just freaking mm-hmm. go plain and simple. Yeah, it's a, it's a great experience for sure. Definitely oh, recommend it. No doubt. Now, from what you saw down there and kind of what you're trying to do with the game of golf, and I think what we're trying to do as well, just from like a, you know, approach standpoint of just kind of the more laid back mentality, you know, what do you, what do you say the game of golf is going to be in like another decade or two? You know, where do you see that kind of transitioning? Do you see it making like a monumental jump in the next decade or, or is it kind of just, you know, going to be still on the outskirts of just the everyday golfer adopting that mentality? Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more acceptable for both sides. To be honest, I feel like, your everyday is going to be accepting and understanding that there are those kind of higher, you know, profile hoity toity guys, you know, like we spoke on earlier, but, and I think it's just more, you know, more understanding that they're out there and, and say, Hey, you know, this is golf, you know? Um, and going the other way, I feel like they're going to be a little bit more, um, you know, accepting of kind of how they are where it's like, okay, well, it's still wear a polo, and some, you know, nice shorts or pants, but maybe we don't have to tuck in our shirt, you know, or, you know, who knows, you know, or maybe I don't feel like wearing a hat today. You know, I just, you know, my hair, my hair's cut looking good. I just want to rock my hair cut. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I just don't feel like it's going to jump any direction, really. I think it's just going to stay the way that it is right now with a little bit more accepting of your everyday golfers, I feel mm-hmm. like courses and stuff, but 
Um, I don't feel like it's going to be, it's just what the sport is. And I I think you have to respect it, you know, and I don't feel like it's going any direction for the worse at all. Um, For sure. And it's definitely more, it's, 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 it's becoming more, um, you know, popular, obviously, you know, um, it's the way that you get out and meet and hang out with the boys and hack at the ball or, you know, have little skins games or, you know, whatever kind of games you want to play. And then, you know, you get to go on and, and, you know, go with your, with your, uh, day-to-day life, you know, but it's just becoming something more for people to do, you know, to get out in the sun and, you know, kind of enjoy, you know, whether you do nine or, or, uh, 18 or you walk or you ride, you know, get a cart or whatever it may be, you know? So all in all, I mean, if you, if you do that, I mean, it is great to be out and experience that stuff and, you know, get some sun and whether you walk or not, get some, you know, burn some calories and stuff, but you know, it is a workout. So, you know, it's, it is an excuse to get out there and. Yeah. And I tell you, like play. you said, if you're uh, even if you're riding and you haven't swung the club in a, you know, a week or two or three, and then you go out and swing club for four hours, your bones hurt at the end of the day. They just hurt. They're sore. You're definitely sore. <laughs> Maybe that's just because I turned 25 and, I, and I'm starting to feel it like the rest of us. I don't know. Oh, that's it? 25? Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there one day, boys. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one day you'll get there uh, how it really feels to get out of bed. <laughs> hey, let's ease off on that. I'll gladly enjoy the youthful enthusiasm that I got. I enjoy it for sure. As long as, sure. I, can, as, long gonna, as I can, it's gonna come and go real quick. <laughs> oh man! But no, I, I I totally agree with what you said because, like, we we talked about it last podcast. I think you know where the room for the like kind of like you know not um I, I would say like the prim and polished side of golf is always going to be there with the masters, with the players uh, you know, we talked about it with the, just the way the players presents itself. Um, yeah. Just, you know, with the, with the high end golf tournaments like that. Um, I always want that to be part of golf. There's yeah. so much class in that. There's so much, I, you know, that goes into a tournament like that. I always want that to be there. I think you need that too. You I mean, do. you, can't, you yes. need that because golf's expensive and there's a lot of money in golf and you need that actually to support the game in, at the end of the day, but I also think like what you're saying, John, is is you're going to see probably more relaxed and more ac- acceptance on both sides. I yep. think that's what we need. Yeah. I to me, I think you're going to see more more stuff for that weekend wear more more than just the weekend games. Yeah. So okay. I would be a lookout on that for sure. Are we that, headed that towards a, uh, Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville style golf? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Hey, no okay, shoes okay. and socks. No okay. shoes, no shirt, no problem. No, play, play, <laughs> playing barefoot's fun. Oh, man, I playing barefoot oh, feels it feels great on a nice summer day. I feel like you got to do that in Hawaii or something for sure. But <laughs> I'll be afraid to like. Step Logan, Logan, and I have done that in uh, in Fairfield, Pennsylvania. We, we really? Yeah, done it a couple yeah. times. Wow. Feels good. You it's know, a, middle of the summer. Really different feeling. <laughs> it's yeah. About yeah. It. So yeah, East East Coast. You better be doing the middle of the summer because if you're doing it anywhere where it's cooling down, not no. fun. No, I think uh, you know Ricky has like a big a big play in like this whole thing that like the transition from your standard your traditional professionalism golfer versus like your everyday golfer, you know, I think he's kind of bridging that gap with, you know, Cobra Puma and they're kind of making like those, 
you know, like what did he he wore like a button up? Like where were they? Were they in Hawaii or something? I think like a, a <laughs> yeah, it looked, it looked like a onesie. Yeah, it like, and it was like a button down, and it wasn't even uh, like tucked in. No, you know? and yeah, and it was still accepted. It was talked about like crazy, you know. But sure. it was accepted. Puma's good at that. Puma's good at getting their stuff talked about. Very they are often. for sure. They do a, definitely a really good job on but that. For the good reasons too. But you have him though. Like I think like he's the only one that can really pull that off. You know, like that look or that style or you know something with pink or like whatever it may be you know um i just don't feel like anybody else would really like uh, there's there's a lot of guys out there that you like know jt they try to do like that lefty thing like him and jt and i still don't feel like he that wasn't his style like he's such a titleist guy you rlx know, like white pants polo you know, ralph all, Lauren. yeah yeah like yeah exactly <laughs> yeah polo and stuff i mean it's like yeah he is that, you know, he's that golfer. And then Ricky is just, and Ricky, you know, grew up in my, my hometown where I'm at. So, um, but yeah, every, every port you go to has like his photo around here, you know, it's cool. hundred yeah, percent as, <laughs> but, as he's deservedly. So absolutely hundred percent. Definitely. But you know, that's been like his lifestyle, you know, through and through, you know, he hasn't changed or anything. It's not like Cobra Puma like said, Hey, you're going to wear this. Like that's probably like him and his, you know, party and stuff like saying, Hey, like, why don't we try to like bend the rules or, you know, kind of go the distance a little bit and do this, you know, kind of think outside the box and they oh, do it really sure. well. They oh really yeah. They, d- they definitely cater to that player's personality. Same with Bryce and yeah. DeChambeau immediately. Sure. They made, once they picked him up, they gave him the, uh, they gave him the Jeff cap for him yep. right away and just yeah. do a P on there. There's no doubt, well, you know, the, Bryson with his style. clubs. You know, yeah. and that's yep. like with him, and that that's another you know Cobra. You know, so they're definitely ones that are thinking outside the box rather than being like the traditional you know golf brand for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're just. I feel like they're just waiting for some other guy to kind of be like out of the norm. You know, just kind of quirky, quirky enough to make them you know push the boundaries some more because you know they're not going to do it unless someone I feel like comes to them and says, "Hey, let's." you know, let's really push it because there, I, I wouldn't see another company other than Puma Cobra doing that with Ricky. You know, I don't think, well, you know, no other company would kind of push the boundaries that much. And I think that's why they kind of went and got like a few of like the trick shot guys, you know, because that's their style too, you know, not your, even yeah. they're really good golfers like coach Rusty and stuff like super good golfer, but you know, like he's more of a laid back, you know, he likes that vibe, like that, you know, that button down the Hawaii, like looking, you know, Florida beach vibe and palm trees and all that stuff. And, and I feel like that's his style. Like that works really well for him. I don't, I would never see like him with like another brand. I just don't feel like it fits, you know? So they've done a good job of utilizing like him and a few of the other people that really cater to their style, you know, which is great. So now, speaking of Hawaii prints and some Shaka hands, you've got the nice Shaka as your – is that like a secondary logo? What came first, the TP on your hat or the Shaka yeah. hand? Yeah, TP for sure because I wanted something a little bit more corporate, more, you know, iconic. Um, I wanted something that was – you can – it's noticeable, you know, um, and that that's kind of goes back to like my Nike, you know, my passion for Nike and stuff. It's kind of like you don't have to have any words. You see that, you know, that swoosh, whether it's orange or – whatever color and you already know kind of you know what the brand is and that's that was my mentality you know make sure you come up with a logo that's identifiable you know and and memorable and uh you know whether it has take pride golf supply on there or not 
you know, you'll always see like the, you know, the icon and stuff. So, um, the whole like Shaka thing, cause I got a thumbs up and I got a Shaka thing. So that's all just basically like what we normally do. And then it was like, well, we might as well just throw a glove on it and make it seem like, you know, a glove. Um, cause that's obviously what we, what we are. So yeah. if we're always doing thumbs up Shaka, like whatever peace sign, like, you know, those are always going to have the glove on there. So the only thing I won't do is a middle finger. <laughs> not, my, not my style. I like that. Good vibes only. Uh, now, one of your stickers yes, that we actually, you know, we we received has that Hawaiian print with the blue thumb. Is there any chance? Kind of, we'll wrap it up here. Is there any chance of getting some sweet custom prints on these gloves? Or are you going more classic style? Uh, I'm definitely keeping it more classy right now. It's not definitely uh, out of the picture, but um, as of right now, uh, the the color options are going to be for collaborations or uh, you know, obviously the patches, the change patches. So those are your color pops. Everything is going to be black and white for right now. Uh, and I will dabble and, and release some limited edition color gloves. Um, I actually have my master's one that's coming um, this week, actually, which, you know, sucks because, you know, it's not going on. But hopefully, you know, I did a, a, a small run of those and, um, you know, limited. And uh, hopefully those will, you know, still be you know, of an importance of some sort. Um, and we'll go from there. So, but definitely, uh, you know, collaborations with some other brands and stuff. So I do have, you know, some with, uh, I'll just release, I'll just leak out one, um, that I'm affiliated with right now with, uh, so my designer is, uh, Mitch Bailey, who's actually an owner of the trust me vodka brand that I'm affiliated with. Uh And um, I'm doing a collaboration glove with them. And with that one is a black glove with a cyan blue thumb. And, uh, pop. It, looks, it looks, I'll send, I'll have this, I'll send it to you. Um, but it looks really, really good, really, really clean, but definitely poppy. It's not so in your face. And that's kind of like the whole thing with like the glove and why we chose the, the patch to be identifiable, identifiable for the color option was just the, you know, the longevity of the glove. It breaks down, tears down a lot quicker with a color glove. And, you know, sometimes like myself or whatever, like cool gloves look great, like outside, but when you have it on, it doesn't look the same, you know, you're like, I don't know if I'm good enough to wearing this damn glove, (laughs) you know? So I just need to go with like a, even a black one sometimes, you know, but just white's so nice. And so just, uh, there's nothing better than a fresh white, just super soft glove. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's kind of what I want to do is I don't want because sometimes the way that some companies are or they do like their their coloring and they're, they're treating their gloves. It doesn't it doesn't it, it kind of like takes away from like the feel of the leather um, along with the way that it's treated and stuff. So you have like all these different things to like kind of think about with and there's just no room for, for air, you know, um, with those. So. I wanted something that was just going to be a little bit more, you know, longevity wise for people fit good, feel good. Um, and then ultimately at the end of the day, play good. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like when so. you're making a performance piece like that, like, yeah, it, it, it has to look good obviously. And, and there's some room for customiz- customization, like you yeah. said, but at the end of the day, you're making a performance piece. It's got to yeah. fit on people's hands. Well, 
It's got to perform through multiple rounds of golf, range sessions. You have it. So yep. that's the number one focus. And I think, you know, I've put it through the ringer of, you know, a good round of golf and a, and a long, long range session of a couple buckets. And it almost still feels as good as new. So I think, you know, whatever combination of Cabretta leather you got going, it's working. Um, and Thank I'm excited you. to see the next generation of, uh, of tour glove. That's going to be uh, one to keep an eye out for, for sure. And I got to get it to these two guys and they got to get it in their hands, right? Yeah, man, you're gonna have to give Big Lefty, I think, an XL, maybe. Mm. <laughs> hey, just 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 messing me your sizes. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. How I can right. get some hats from you too. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, I'll send you guys those hats are fresh. For sure. So, speaking but, uh, of all the goods, where can people find you? Where can we? Where can they go to order some Take Pride gear, man? TakePrideGolfSupply.com, and then obviously Instagram, Take Pride Golf. Um, you know, I'm always on there and and uh, answering and responding back to everyone's uh, DMs and stuff. So. Keep it coming, guys. I love it. I love Sweet, it. Sweet, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, don't go too crazy on your uh, your lock-in, lock-out, whatever they got you going out, out there in California. And uh, so everyone drinking their quarantinis. There you go. <laughs> Godspeed, God and let's get back hey, on hey, the golf course. Real quick, real quick before we go, I think the people want to hear, is there going to be a collaboration club between us and the pod? I think there's got to be. I think there has to be. Stay tuned, ladies I and gentlemen. I cannot go anywhere without asking that question. So <laughs> hey, I got to love it. We love, we love collaborating. We've 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 started to do it, and we've kind of dipped our fingers in, and, and are starting to go. I know. I saw that. I hey, saw that. We're getting there. We're I having fun that. with it. We're, we're, okay. We just we we're, we're, we're uh, don't leave me out of the picture. All we're right. We're seeing what the market looks like, and once your, we get I'm over these, I'm your glove guy. I'm your glove guy. The other the other company can be your. What's the other one with the the walking the. Uh, didn't you guys just do something with like a – who did you guys just do something with? A collaboration oh, with we, uh, we collabed up with uh, Pat Webster, the bagger, uh, yeah, the bagger. caddy down in uh, – Yeah, caddy down in uh, Pinehurst. Yeah. He's that just, stuff uh, looks so cool. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, we've, we had fun with that and, and kind of sat on that for a little bit and uh, made sure we got it right and uh, got it on the right stuff too, you know, just uh, some really simple stuff and – um, hopefully if you need to have bagger, give me a, give me a, a, drop me a line and I'll, uh, I want to do something with him too. So that'd be for cool. sure. We'll get her going, man. We'll, uh, we'll get the fans. We'll get the fans going on some take pride and enjoy the walk collab here. <laughs> give them what Real they soon. need. Give them what they want. Give the people what they want. Gets the people going. Awesome guys. Well, Hey, that is John Cantrell from take pride golf. John, seriously appreciate the time today, man. And as Thank always, you guys, guys, I appreciate you guys. Enjoy the rest of your, uh, quarantining. Enjoy the quarantine and enjoy the walk around your apartments, houses, wherever you're stuck at. <laughs> wherever <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> Front porch. <laughs> yep. All right, guys, that's it from us this week, but, uh, take pride, take care and enjoy the walk. Enjoy the walk. One shot at a time.